Hey, y'all from Tennessee. Welcome to the State and Beal podcast. This is the place where we celebrate Tennessee. Yes, Tennessee, the volunteer state, the Big Ben state, the hog and hominy state. On this show, we love Tennessee from State Street in Bristol to Beale Street in Memphis, with apologies to Mountain City. So get it, State and Beale. Yep, you got it. <laughs> okay, sorry. Tennessee is so many things, and I am lucky that I've called it home all my life. My name is Toby Sells. I've been a newspaper reporter in this great state since I was a teenager, and that was, well, that's been a long while, folks, let me tell you what. I've had a front row seat to Tennessee all those years, and I'm still fascinated. If you just took Tennessee's music alone, that's a huge gift to the world. Do you like country music? Do you like rock and roll? Neither one of them would be what they are today without Tennessee, the Carter family in Bristol, and Elvis here in Memphis. And I'm not just talking about a style of music, I'm talking about an entire genre of music. Okay, okay, I'm getting excited. But dang, if I do get excited when I'm talking about Tennessee. Here on State and Beale, we're going to talk about music, of course, and this week it's Songwriters Week in Tennessee, and my guest today and his band are finalists in the contest. We'll talk with Stephen Garrett, lead singer and songwriter of Garrett Boys. It's a family band, and they are great. The song you're hearing now is Me and This Land. It's a Garrett Boys song, and it helped them advance through all the rounds of Songwriters Week so far and landed them a spot in a showcase show in Portland on Thursday. We'll tell you more about that later in the show and hear from Steven about his band, his music, and the reverence Tennessee has for its songwriters. But State and Beale will be about more than just music. This show is about Tennessee culture, what it means to be a Tennessean, and how we live our lives, so it's a, it's a lifestyle show. We'll talk about people and places, food, the outdoors, crafts, home and garden, fashion, events, and anything that makes Tennessee, Tennessee. However, we will not talk about politics, religion, or money, because Mama raised us right. Anyhow, that's what this show is about, and if you like that, you found the right place. I hope State and Beale makes you love to live in Tennessee, or makes you long to be in Tennessee. I do have a website. Admittedly, there's not a whole lot going on over there right now, but there will be soon. But go over there to stateandbeal.com, have a gander, and if you like, you can drop me your email address, and I'll keep you up to date on what's going on with State and Beal. In the meantime, please follow this show wherever you get podcasts for a brand new episode every week. Tennessee Songwriters Week is like those talent shows on television. You know, America's Got Talent, The Voice, and all of those. The difference, though, is that Songwriters Week is just better. And Tennessee songwriters, it's just, it's different here. We really do revere anyone who can write a song. So the state of Tennessee organized Songwriters Week, and this year is the fifth annual event. And here's what the state says about the week on its website. It says, the week celebrates the foundation of the craft for which Tennessee is known, music. Tennessee is the home of seven genres of music, making it not only a vital part of our state's culture and heritage, but arguably our biggest export to the world. In Songwriters Week, artists hop on stages all over the state and sing songs they wrote. A panel of judges picks their favorites, and the winning artists move on to the next round. The first showcase event was held here in Memphis last night at Lafayette's Music Room. Other shows happen all over the state all this week, 
And winners of those shows will be invited to the world-famous Bluebird Cafe for a big show next month. Stephen Garrett and his band Garrett Boys will perform in Portland on Thursday. The band is Stephen Garrett, Russell Garrett, and Carter Garrett. Stephen and Russell are brothers. Carter is Stephen's son. And they've got that music magic that just happens when a family plays together. Garrett Boys originally hail from Livingston, Tennessee. That's Overton County, high up on the Cumberland Plateau. I know it well because that's where I'm from, too. And I went to school with Stephen and Russell and even played in a band with them. I was terrible. They were not, but they were nice enough to have me anyway. Before we get to our talk with Stephen, I just wanted to let you know that I had audio issues recording the interview this week, so it doesn't sound great. That's on me, and the sound will be better in future episodes, I promise, so stick with me. Uh, All right, let's get on with the show. Hey, y'all, my very first guest on this brand new podcast, State and Build podcast, is Stephen Garrett. Stephen is the singer and a songwriter for a new band called the Garrett Boys. I've really been enjoying the Garrett Boys music since y'all started putting stuff. When did it start coming out, like last year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the whole thing sort of started a while ago. We started writing songs that were just sort of more about back home and a little bit of a deeper dive personally for us, family-wise and all that kind of stuff. But but yeah, it really started to put skin on that skeleton last year. Yeah, it's amazing. We're going to get into home and we're going to get into all those things because we've got a lot to, to talk about there. I want to talk, kind of start back and talk about Songwriters Week a little bit. This is through the state of Tennessee puts on this, this event. And, and like I said, this week is going to be the culmination of that. It started last night with a show here in Memphis from Lafayette's music room. Tonight, Monday is a show at uh, the Bijou theater in Knoxville, Chattanooga on Tuesday at songbirds, guitar and pop culture museum. Wednesday's show is in Gatlinburg at old red Gatlinburg Thursdays in Johnson city at the down home Friday is the Portland show at the Temple Theater. That's where you're going to see the Garrett Boys. Saturday's show is at the Franklin Theater there in Franklin. But again, this these are kind of the finals of all of these things, but you had to go through a, a lot of qualifying rounds to, to get there. Stephen, and so Garrett Boys have been part of this process here. Talk about this process and, and how do you get, where do you even start on this thing? Yeah, so, so the contest starts locally in I don't know how many little towns and big towns throughout the state. We participated last year. We started in Livingston, which is our hometown. There was a, there, they had a competition there last year and this year. And so that's like the first, first round. And so with this is kind of the launch for the Garrett boys, sort of by accident, we had been going back and forth, which we're still sort of in this spot, but do we create our music and release our music first, or do we just start playing some shows? And so we sort of were like, well, let's just start playing some shows. And about that time, we ran into this songwriters competition for Tennessee Songwriters Week. And they were doing a round in Livingston. So we're like, heck yeah, let's do that. With really no thought of like, what if we win? Yeah. We didn't have (laughs) photos or a bio or anything. So we go and do that last year. And we're selected as the winner to move on to the region, which last year was in Gallatin. And we immediately started getting emails about, okay, send us your headshot, send us your bio. And we're like, uh, guys, grab a camera. You just got to go do a quick headshot. We literally were scrambling. It was freezing cold just to get a quick headshot of the three of us in the frame. Right. 
and I put together some bio and we were off and running. Y'all always played music. You and Russell and your dad played music. I know we're going to talk about your grandpa here in a minute too, but your dad played music too, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. We, we kind of have fun, fun stories of growing up a lot of music in the house, but dad had a Southern rock country band when country was huge in the nineties. That's right. And so we ended up doing a bunch of that cover song stuff, you know, Leonard Skinner, Eagles, and then all the like country stuff of the day. And he did a bunch of like, at that point, like he did a bunch of frat shows and stuff. And we, I mean, I remember being like 12 years old at like a frat gig, you know, of course, usually we usually got ushered out before it got too crazy. Right. So when Russell and Steven were in high school, they were playing music together. They had a band called Young Country, a you on guitar, Russell playing bass. And, and I was just playing guitar very badly. And y'all asked me to join the band and I didn't do much. I kind of stood off to the side and played yeah. rhythm and said I was in the band. So I want to thank you guys for, for letting me be in the band, even though I didn't, I brought nothing to the table. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's good times. So I fortunately stopped playing music. Fortunately for everyone else, I stopped playing music, but y'all <laughs> continued to play music, graduated and went on Russell. Who's he been working for? Well, he worked for several artists. We did several years with Steve Earl, which was big for us because he was a huge influence for us. And then he, he went on to work for about 12 or 13 years for Luke Bryan. He was a Luke's guitar tech until just recently. And he sort of got off the road, really to actually kind of focus on the gear boy stuff. So that's amazing. And I'll never forget that video that Russell shared online when Luke let him come out and play Rocky Top on a guitar. Like yeah, this, he would always have Russ come out and do Rocky Top because he knew Russ was a big Tennessee Vols fan. We're a big Tennessee Vols fan, so. And he's a Georgia fan, so he couldn't really bring himself to do Rocky Top. But when they were in Knoxville, they needed to do it, so he would bring Russ out to do it. But what a cool thing. But you know, Russ actually had some really cool experiences from that. They, they, he went to, like, some more private fundraiser kind of things. He got to sing Rocky Top with Peyton Manning and... All kinds of cool oh, stuff with that. So it was a great experience for him, for sure. That yeah. Is, yeah, that's amazing. And, and of course, you never stop yeah. playing music. What have you been up to? Music for me is just something that doesn't leave me. Like, I can't really stop it. Like, even when I've tried at times, songs just come and uh, music's just in me, I think. So I've always sort of done it, even though there was a time where I wasn't making a ton of music, but I was working uh, as a booking agent for a long time, just with some life changes that occurred or whatever, the scare boys thing sort of came to the top and it seemed like this is what, this is what we should be doing. To kind of take it back just broadly to be a songwriter in Tennessee, it means something it's, it's revered. It's kind of a hallowed thing, but what do you think about being a songwriter in Tennessee? Man, I think there's, I'm learning that there's a lot of different versions of a songwriter. You know, there's kind of the factory version that happens in Nashville which is not to be denigrated because it's awesome. And I've done a lot of that where you get in a room and you knock out a song in like three hours or less, and you just do that every day. And it's almost like a, well, I wouldn't say it's just a quantity, like trying to get as many songs out as you can. Right. You know, but then I'm finding that there are a lot of songwriters that are sort of like folk kind of folks all throughout Tennessee that don't come to Nashville very much. And, don't get their songs on the radio. And I, and I think, you know, I'm starting to see a lot, a lot more of that. So, which is sort of a different thing, you know, I've always thought that kind of music row songwriter was interesting. It's a cool thing, but 
what an odd job, you know, to go in and have to like find that inspiration every day to, to write something is really something else. Yeah, for sure. And the guys that do that are amazing at it. And, you know, I've done it some, but I just doesn't resonate with me. Like what I'm doing now with Garrett boys stuff, where I stew on a song for weeks, if not months, I'm going to sit up uh, and play a little bit of a song. The first one I ever heard from y'all called me and this land set this song up for us a little bit. Yeah. I mean, this is probably the first Garrett boys song that came. We, it was just sort of a concept that I had and man, it really went deep. I mean, it was one of those songs where the first few times I sang it, it was sort of emotional, you know? Yeah. We grew up on a little farm up there in Overton County and those roots go deep. We're probably nine, tenth generation of being on that property and on that land. And it was just sort of an appreciation of it and, and a song about that. Catfish in all these little ponds. Over time, we'll let them go. Now they're almost gone. Guess I'll always have the memories of these hills I'm growing up. Lately, I've been wondering if that's gonna be enough. Maybe it's just dirt. Maybe they're just trees Maybe I'm just romanticizing history And the way things used to be Now, to be honest I'm not sure I even understand There's something between me and this land Yeah. Stephen, just what a great song. And that was the first song from y'all that I heard. And I mean, I could see that road. I could see that part of the country. We grew up doing a bunch of chores on the farm. Then and as a kid, we absolutely hated it. And, and we didn't realize how good we had it, you know, to be on a property like that, where we could just kind of run wild and take advantage of what it gave us, including work ethic, which at the time we didn't appreciate. No. Uh, but now I think we do. Tell us about your grandpa. Yeah, I mean, the music thing started with him. To our knowledge, there wasn't really any other music before him or in the family. So it, it all sort of started with him. And yeah, I mean, he, he the songwriting part of it, too, is like, I mean, he loved the old 50s country and would would cover a lot of stuff like that. But at some point early on, he started writing songs, you know, and that, uh, he was inspired to do that. And that obviously passed along to our dad, who songwriting and then on to us. So yeah, I mean, and granddad played a big role in uh, helping us learn to play guitar along with our dad, but we spent a lot of time with our grandpa, taught us those chords and, uh, and taught us a bunch of songs that are still with us today. What, what's it like playing music with your brother for so long? Yeah. I mean, it's just, it becomes a real natural thing. The more we play together, we learn each other's tendencies. Especially, you know, we, when we played in bands before, he would know where I was going. He could, he could almost sing harmony to songs he didn't know the lyrics to because he could just somehow follow me. And it's just something that's sort of hard to explain, you know, and it, it's just real 
that harmonies within families is tighter than any other harmony. I don't, I, you know, I don't, I can't explain it. Another special thing is you get to, to be in a band now with your son, Carter. Talk about how he came up playing music and joining the band and all of those. Yeah, I mean, Carter was sort of an old soul growing up. I mean, when we talk about influences, we, I've got a pretty long list, but strangely enough, one of those really for me wasn't the Beatles. And for some reason, at a really early age, Carter became a Beatles fanatic. Okay. And he almost sort of introduced me to the Beatles in a weird way, especially some of the sort of, you know, tracks that don't come to mind at first. And so, so we would, that sort of, sort of developed and he started just falling in love with music in that way. And then he went to Nashville School of the Arts to learn guitar here for high school. Wow. And so it really helped him to kind of take off and he had some good teachers there. And he's so lately, I mean, played bass early on, picked up guitar, obviously a ton through NSA. And now he's starting to learn other instruments like mandolin, which is mostly what he plays with Garrett boys. Speaking of Garrett boys, let's do another, play another one here that, that I absolutely love. This one's called ride the timber down. You want to set this up? Well, the great, the cool thing about this song is my dad wrote it actually not that long ago when he met my mom's grandfather for the first time when they were dating. Okay. He was explaining to him who he was and who his parents were and grandparents were. And, and one of those was Dewey Robbins, his grandfather on his, uh, his mom's side. And, and, and he said, oh, I, I know him. I, I rode the logs down the river with him back in fill in the blank, 1921, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever it was. And so it fascinated my dad about it. And so he asked his grandfather about it. He goes, oh yeah, I remember that. We were, rode the, rode the timber down to Nashville and I walked home to Monroe, Tennessee, <laughs> which is like, I mean, for anybody that knows, I mean, now it's a hundred and something miles. So I'm sure it took him multiple days and probably maybe hitched a few rides on a, on a wagon pulled by mules or something. But I mean, just so, so it so always sort of sat with my dad as sort of a concept or idea. And, and when we started doing the Garrett boys thing, he was like, I think, you know, I, I, I want to contribute here. So he, he just sent me a, a iPhone video recording of this song and I did a little few tweaks to it and man, we, it became part of the set real quick and has moved up real fast to one of our favorite songs. It's, it's amazing. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break here. Listen to a little bit of ride the timber down from the Garrett boys. You can find this on their website and find them on all their social media. But this is Ride the Timber Down. He said 21, but his face said 17. And he asked to ride the timber down. Down the Obi River to Salina, Tennessee On to Granville, all the way to Nashville town Ride the timber down Look out past Boone There are plenty of good men drown Ride the timber down don't let the rope get slack Better have a good man on the back When you ride the timber down Ride the timber down 
some crosscut south as the trees fell on the wild and mountainside. There's a log jam on the west fork, but the water's moving fast. Soon it's time to let the timber ride. Ride the timber down. Look out past bone. There are plenty of good men. can't wait to see what's up for you guys you've got the you've got the show coming up in portland this week after that what's next for the garrett boys yeah i mean we're going to keep trying to add shows throughout the year we're going to play the bluebird in april i think that was one cool thing you come from tennessee songwriters week we got a relationship with the bluebird and done a bunch of stuff there which is a huge honor and great thing for us and so we'll do a spotlight showcase show in april i think it is and then several more shows later on throughout the year and then the rest of the time, we're going to finish making this record, working with a great producer that would sort of like a dream producer opportunity for us. So we're going to keep doing that and hopefully keep this thing going. Just as an aside here, talk about the Bluebird Cafe. Y'all got to play in there. I've seen a couple of shows in there. It's a songwriter's bar, and, and there's some rules that go in there. Talk about playing, watching shows at the Bluebird and, and playing there. Well, I mean, if you've played, anybody that's played much music, you find yourself in a club or something like that where you basically become background music. And that's pretty disheartening if you've poured your, you know, blood, sweat, and tears into these songs and you're ready to present them to the world and nobody's really listening. But that's not the case at the Bluebird. They understand the importance of the song. And so the rules are that you be quiet and that you listen and you've got an attentive audience when you're playing. So there's nothing like playing the bluebird because uh you really feel like you know people appreciate what you're bringing and so uh anytime that we've gotten to play there it's a great experience absolutely well uh steven thank you so much for today best of luck to you and the garrett boys hopefully i'll see you guys out on the road pretty soon yeah man appreciate it he said 21 thank y'all so much for listening to this the very first episode of state and beale Big thanks to Steven for sharing his time and his stories. Best of luck to Garrett Boys and everyone playing Songwriters Week this week. You can find more information about the shows and the contest at the TNVacation.com website. So have a look and check out a show. All right, well, that'll do it for this episode. Thanks again. We'll see you back here in Tennessee next week for more State and Beagle. The timber down. Look out past boom. There are plenty